Experience. I'm your host Matteo Grosso and if you have not yet done so, click that follow button so you never miss another podcast episode. Also, if you want more motivation stories in your feed, you can follow me right now on social media Matteo Grosso Strategies. Today we talk about energy. Many of you asked me to do an episode on the topic and I'm excited for this to be live. Let's start, as always, with a question. How much, on a scale from 1 to 10, would you rate your energy right now? If we were live, I would ask someone, but let's assume, for the purpose of this exercise, that you gave yourself a 5 out of 10. Now, very important question. Would you date someone who has a 5 out of 10 level of energy? Would you do business with someone who has a 5 out of 10 level of energy? You wouldn't, right? I wouldn't. And this is why learning to take care of our energy is crucial for a fulfilling life. One of the things we teach to people in public speaking uh, is that the most important things when it comes to first impressions with an audience is the energy, the vibes, the vibrations. It's not what you say. And this is hard for people to, to realize because most of us, especially the very logical people, as myself, by the way, I'm a very logical person, and we always think, well, I have to say something which is inspiring, something philosophical, something that has impact, something smart, so that they know I'm smart. No. You say that, of course, throughout your presentation, throughout everything you want to, you have to do, you have to say, but the first thing is energy. You need energy. You show up with energy because you have 10 seconds to make a lasting impression. And in those 10 seconds, you want to show up as energetic. And relationships is the same thing. So when we analyze relationships, for instance, we learned last week that uh, love is energy. And the emotional state, the state in which you're in, in relationships, is very important. So imagine imagine a relationship with two par- between two partners, okay? If they are in a great state, if they have energy, how will the relationship be? It will be great, won't it? It will be magnificent. But what happens if these people are in a really low state? They have no energy. As it happens sometimes when we are 40 years old with two, three children and we have no time for ourselves anymore. What happens? We have no energy. In the relationship, there is a risk that the relationship falls apart. We say things we don't even mean to our partners. And the tension in relationship, the tension in relationships is simply when one person is in a great emotional state and the other person is in a bad emotional state. It it may have happened to you with your friends. If you're in a great emotional state and your friend is in a bad emotional state, you either bring them up or they bring you down. (laughs) The, the, The energy is contagious. So energy, first important thing to know about energy, really is a habit. Even if the environment changes, 
our energy should not change. I say it again, even if the environment around you changes, your energy should be the same. Very easy to say, very difficult to do. Tony Robbins, an American author, a coach and speaker, said that one of the biggest promises he made to himself was to live in a beautiful state, regardless of the external circumstances. And many people ask me, it happened to me more or less once or twice per week at work, for instance. They tell me, Matteo, you look so energized. Don't you have bad days? Why are you uh, always happy? And of course I have bad days. Of course, I'm human. But I try to train myself to become emotionally fit so that I do not stay in an emotionally terrible situation for a long time. If I feel like a six in the morning, I try to raise my bar to an eight so that I can have a good day. So energy really is a habit. Is it possible that over the last 12 months you had a dip in your energy? If, you, if it happened to you, don't be scared because it happened to everyone. We do not require much energy from our body and uh, now we need to practice energy more and more to recover and to get more energized. This is why with the Growth Academy we are doing the 10,000 steps challenge for the month of June. We have almost finished 10,000 steps every day, which is a very, very big challenge. But most of the people are succeeding and we are getting our energy back. We are increasing our levels of energy. So we need to condition energy in our body. To have more energy, I will give you three tips, okay? Very crucial, crucial tips. But the first thing I want us to do right now is to understand the concept of emotional home. This concept, concept is one of those concepts that when you know them, you use them every time. <laughs> you, you really connect everything to those concepts, okay? So what I try to do, I try to teach you complex things in a very easy way and fun way so that then you can use it with your friends and to, to live a better life. So first of all, there are so many things we cannot control. There is nothing we can possibly do to control a tsunami that destroys our home. However, there is a lot we can control and we have to learn to master what we can control. So in other words, there is the external world that we can influence, but we cannot control. And then there is our internal world. And mastering our internal world is key for a happy life. So mastering our internal world means being aware of our emotional home. So, what the hell is this emotional home? <laughs> the truth is, we all have an emotional home. A place, a feeling, a sensation we go back to. Let me give you a physical example, which will make it way easier to understand. So, if you watch the news, I'm sure we all heard about uh, people who live in areas who often get hit by a tsunami, a typhoon, an earthquake, etc. I asked myself several times, why don't they move? If you live in an area which is hit by a typhoon every two years, periodically, why the hell don't you move and go 
live somewhere else. The reason why people don't move is because that is their home. The place is what they call home. And the same happens with our emotional home. For instance, if deep down you're sad because you think life happens to you instead of happening for you, every time something good comes your way, you either don't see it at all or you look at it with a skepticism. And when something bad happens, it reinforces your belief that life is sad. And this is why we need external perspectives in our life. It is easy to tell people in Asia that they should change house. But when we had the earthquake in Italy, we kept living there. It is easy to tell someone else they should get out of a toxic relationship because you can see that. But it's difficult for them to understand because they are in the relationship. They are in the toxic relationship. So being aware of our emotional home is truly, truly important. And let's see very quickly how we can expand our emotional home. First of all, we cannot separate body and mind. We need to be able to train our body and our mind at the same time. Remember, you can have $1 billion and be miserable. One thing is success, one thing is fulfillment. Sometimes these two things get closer, but they're not the same thing. So it all goes back to the emotional home. If you have a beautiful family, but you concentrate stress, you will not fully live the happy life. We need to learn to master our emotions. The quality of life, the quality of our life is really the quality of our emotions. Emotions are energy in motion. So if we want a high quality of life, we must master the quality of our emotions. If we have certain negative emotions, it doesn't matter what what we achieve, we will always be miserable. But if we master our internal world, on the contrary, we will be truly happy. So in my opinion, we are unfortunately the the product of a quote-unquote broken world. Rather than using technology, the latter is using us. Um, We need to become emotionally fit if we want to take back control. My friend Anil says we must always train our mind muscle and there is nothing truer than that. The most powerful invisible force is human emotion. How we use our mind and how we use our heart. Fitness is a state readiness to face whatever is coming. So we have emotional intelligence, which is key, which is part of emotional home. This is more important than intellectual intelligence because we can be smart, but still be miserable. And then there is intelligent thinking, which is key. We should see things as they are, but not worse than they are, which is unfortunately what we usually do because our brain is designed to look for the negatives. It's triggered by negative information. But we shouldn't look at things worse than they are. We should see things as they are. Now that we are familiar with the concept of uh, emotional home, let's talk about energy. Everyone wants more energy. We're in agreement on this, okay? But we are not in agreement when it comes to conversations with, uh, with friends and specialists, etc., on where we get the energy from. So many people say energy comes from food. And food is indeed a source of energy, but it is not the source of energy. 
Would you have the energy to go for a run after Christmas dinner? I don't think so. You are so stuffed, you feel terrible. You have no energy. Food, as strange as it sounds, is not the main energy source. Of course, we need a healthy diet. We will explore these in upcoming episodes, but it's not the main energy source. What about sleep? Other people say, well, sleep is the source of energy, which is true, of course. Having a very healthy routine according to circadian rhythms is important, but what happens if you sleep 12 hours? You will probably feel super tired, won't you? So, as I said before, energy is a habit. And this habit starts with movement, breath, and voice. So here are three tips and reflections to have more energy. First of all, if you want more energy at any point in time, let's say you feel down, okay, one day, and you have an important meeting, an important presentation, you need to go out with the, um, the girl of your dreams, I, I don't care, some, some, you need more energy, you need a radical shift in your physiology. You jump, you move your shoulders back, you smile, etc. You may be familiar with the Harvard Business School study on power postures by Amy Cuddy, where they researched that if you adopt a power posture and breath um, and breathe, sorry, and breathe fully for two minutes, your testosterone levels increase by 20%, your cortisol, which is the stress hormone levels, decrease by 25%, and your risk tolerance decreases by 33%, and you're much more likely to take action. Exercising also plays a crucial role. According to Brian Bradley, who is, uh, I don't know if you know him, he's the founder of the Egoscu Method. Check him out, he's a physiotherapist of Tony Robbins. He said, you can exercise and think you're awesome, or seriously exercise in the right way and become awesome. There is a difference. Most of us go to the gym to feel good with ourselves. We do a few squats, a couple of burpees, take a picture to let the world know we are at the gym, and we go home. But deep down, and I've been there and I can tell you from personal experience, deep down we know we're full of shit. Deep down we know we didn't really train with intensity. And energy is life. If energy is low, everything is difficult. Everything is a burden. Leaders understand energy. If you want to be a leader, leaders spend 90% of the time on solutions, not on problems. What is the solution when you have low energy, right? You need a solution for that. If you want to change your pattern of emotions, you have to change what you do with your body. Emotion, as we said before, is energy in motion. You change what you do with your body, it changes how you feel. Your body changes your emotions, and your emotions change your actions, and your actions change the world. That's how it works. Quick important reminder that, unfortunately, I know, I know that it's not something you may want to hear, but it's important to hear. Hope does not change the world. Hope will not change your situation. Hoping that suffer ends is not mindset. Hoping that things get better is stupid. 
what you need is massive action, massive determined action. Momentum is needed, like a rocket sent in space, like a team that starts winning. And momentum is creating by taking action. So changing your physiology, you change your emotions, your, your, emotion, your emotions change your actions, your actions change the world, my friends. So learn to hack your biochemistry. Biochemistry is the branch of science that explores the, the chemical processes uh, within our body related to living organisms. And um, it is a subdiscipline of chemistry and biology. It is a mix of both. And uh, it is really biology, structural biology, enzymology, and metabolism. Okay, so when you understand biochemistry, you understand how to use your body to create more energy. Second tip, tip number two, this is quick but powerful. Learn to wake up your nervous system. The way you sound affects your nervous system. So when I train people, we have an energy day. On energy day, we scream. And this is important because you need to release energy to gain more energy. This is also when we, we meditate, we chant, um, you might have heard of this sound, like, um, it's spelled O-M and it's uh, um, uh, pronou uh, pronounced like a, yeah, um, like A-U-M basically. It's, it is a mantra and sacred sound that is traditionally repeated at the beginning and end of a yoga practice. So the way we sound affects the way we think, okay? Affects our emotions. This is why people usually sing when they're happy. Finally, learn healthy competition. We typically look at the competition in negative light, as if we had to win by establishing superiority over others. But the truth is, we do not have to establish superiority over others. We have to establish superiority over our past self. This is why I highly encourage you to consider competition, which is cooperation plus competition. The best performers are not afraid of helping others because they know deep down that they're better. And first of all, they think they will still come out on top. But Secondly, they want a healthy challenge. They understand that challenging each other helps both of um, you grow. And by the way, quick fun fact, etymologically, the word competition derives from the Latin verb competere, and peto means to reach towards. And therefore, an interesting meaning of competition is going together or aspire together to the victory as if the opponents made an agreement to conspire together and make each other better. Push me as hard as you can, I will do the same to you so that we can both grow. This is healthy competition. And this is another thing that great leaders understand. Great leaders understand competition and great leaders understand their emotional side. Many leaders use too much of their rational side. They always think, they think, they think, they think, and Thinking is necessary, necessary in many parts of a company life. But as Pino Bettencourt um, explains in her book, Embrace the Wild, Pino is a, is a fantastic coach. Um, I would highly recommend the book, Embrace the Wild. She explains that your rational, irrational side will serve you well, but you must know when you must lead with your emotional state. 
leading with your emotions, understanding your gut, understanding your heart is more effective and emotions are contagious. Let me give you an example just to, at the end of this podcast. Let's say that your board asks you what you think we should do in front of the entire company. Some leaders, quote unquote leaders, might say, might be hesitant and say, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I need time to think about it. Yeah, let's, we take some time to think about it. Other leaders, and those in my opinion, really the true, the real leaders, can firmly say, I will handle it. Which one is more powerful? The one who is thinking we will be able to do it, or the one who leads with the heart, with the gut, with the emotions, and says, I will handle it. And the same thing goes for your life. You don't, you're not managing leading a company, but you're leading yourself. Of course, the leader who leads with emotions is more powerful. And of course, we assume that we'll have some ideas on what to do next. But that's the point I want to make is really understand your emotions and use your emotions. Learn when to use your brain, learn when to use your emotions. So I hope, I hope these episodes on energy will help you. I hope you find it powerful. I hope you will start using your, if your physiology to have more energy, your voice, your power postures, your, you will embrace healthy competition to energize and get energized with your competitors. Next week, we will have an episode which is very, very thought provoking. <laughs> I tell you beforehand, I don't want to offend anyone. <laughs> it is very thought provoking. Um, but I think that we can handle a difficult conversation. And therefore, I look forward to next week. That's what I've got for today's episode, guys. If you like this episode, please share it with someone you know and love. And if you could share it in your Instagram stories and tag me, Matogrosso Strategies, it could be amazing. The only way we grow and impact more people is if you guys share it. So I greatly, greatly appreciate all of you who will do it. Make your life a masterpiece. See you next week. I appreciate you and I hope you have an amazing day.